Daddy kisses was Saint John Paul II. Pope John Paul I. Papa Wojtyla's catechesis on the feast of the coronation of Our Lady, Wednesday, the twenty-second of August, nineteen seventy-nine. Our thoughts turn in these days of August to the events that took place this month last year. On Saturday, the twelfth of August, the Roman Church, the city, and the whole world said their last farewell to the great Pope Paul VI, whose mortal remains were placed near to those of John the Twenty-third. And the cardinals gathered in Rome began preparations for the conclave, set for the twenty-sixth of August. It was also a Saturday. It was the first time a college that numerous and that various was going to elect a new successor of Saint Peter. A great part of the electors, precisely one hundred, were participating for the first time in the election of the Pope, while the remaining eleven had already taken part. Nevertheless, a single day was sufficient, the twenty-sixth of August, because on the same evening Rome and the world received the news of the election. Annuncio vobis gaudium magnum, habemus papam, announced the cardinal Protodine at about six p.m. from the loggia of the basilica. The new pope chose two names: John, Paul. I remember well that moment when, in the Sistine Chapel, he expressed his will. I want to bear the names of John and Paul. This decision had its own convincing eloquence. Personally, it seemed to me a charismatic decision. Thus, on Saturday, the twenty-sixth of August, the day dedicated to the Mother of God, in Poland, the feast of the Black Madonna of Jasnogora. That is of Clear Mountain is celebrated on this day. Pope John Paul I presented himself to us. He was welcomed by Rome and the Church with great jubilation. In this spontaneous joy, there was gratitude towards the Holy Spirit because, in such a visible way, he had directed the hearts of the electors, and against all the human calculations and forecasts, shown the one whom he had designated. And this great joy and thankfulness of the Church were not troubled, even by the unexpected death of Pope John Paul I. Only for thirty-three days had he exercised his pastoral ministry on the Roman Cathedra, to which he had been shown more than given, ostensus magis quam datus, words that were pronounced on the occasion of Leo XI's also unexpected death. The pontificate of John Paul I, although lasting less than five weeks, has nevertheless left a particular imprint on the Roman seat and the Universal Church. Even if this imprint is still not fully outlined, it is clearly perceived. To decipher it to the end requires a fuller perspective. Only with the passing of the years do the designs of providence become more comprehensible to minds. Accustomed to judging only according to categories of human history, however, a moment of this brief pontificate seems particularly eloquent for all those who have looked at the figure of John Paul I and have followed his brief activity attentively. It took place in a period in which, 
after the closure of the Synod of Bishops, dedicated to catechesis, October 1977. The Church began to assimilate the fruits of this great collegial work, and, above all, awaited the publication of the relevant document, which the participants at the Synod had asked of Paul VI. Unfortunately, death did not permit this great Pope to publish his exhortation on this key theme for the life of the whole Church. John Paul I did not have time to do it either, his pontifical ministry having been in fact too short. Although he did not succeed in publishing the document dedicated to catechesis, however he succeeded, he certainly succeeded, in manifesting and confirming with his own actions that catechesis is the fundamental and irreplaceable task of the apostolate and pastoral care, to which everyone must contribute and for which everyone must feel responsible. The Pope in first place. John Paul I was not able to promulgate, with his name, the document in question. However, he had the time to demonstrate and affirm, by his example, what it is, and what catechesis must be in the life of the Church of our times. For this, the thirty-three days of his pontificate were sufficient. And when, shortly, the document dedicated to catechesis appears, it will be necessary always to remember that the entire singular pontificate of John Paul I, Estensus Magis Quamdatus, has been principally a living commentary on this document and theme. It can be said that the Pope's testament is constituted by this document on catechesis. He, in fact, did not leave another testament. On Sunday the 26th of August, on the occasion of the first anniversary of the election of John Paul I to the chair of St. Peter, I desire to go to his hometown, to Canale d'Agordo, in the Diocese of Belluno. I am doing it because of a need of my heart. I am also doing it so as to render homage to my immediate predecessor, whose name I inherited, and to his pontificate, through which he speaks to us a truth that is greater than human truth. The living Church on earth, in Rome and in the whole world, has been illuminated by this truth, which surpasses human truth, and that no story can embrace and express truth, nevertheless, that has been expressed with great force in the Gospel of the Lord. The time is short. Yes, I will come soon. It definitely seems that the pontificate of John Paul I may be summarized in this single phrase. Come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. The Eternal Father considered that this was what was most necessary for the Church and for the world for each one of us and for everyone, without any exception. And on this phrase we must pause, as the anniversary approaches of the election, and shortly thereafter, of the death of Pope John Paul I, servant of the servants of God.